T-Mobile has invested billions to light up America's largest 5G network from big cities to small towns, including right here in yours. And great coverage is just the beginning. Right now, families and small businesses can save up to 20% versus AT&T and Verizon when they switch. Visit your local T-Mobile store today. Plan savings with three lines of T-Mobile essentials versus comparable available plans. Plan features and taxes and fees may vary. Listen to every MLB game live. In the deep left center field, it is high, it is far, it is high. Stream minor league affiliates. The Midwest League home run leader. And watch the best baseball highlights and look-ins on MLB Big Inning. MLB at bat is your all-in-one live baseball subscription for only $3.99 per month. Deep left field, it's going to go. Alvarez ties the game. Subscribe to at bat within the MLB app today. Major League Baseball trademarks used with permission. When this happened, you talked about it on The Fan. The New York Mets have acquired Mike Piazza from the Florida Marlins. When New York sports happens, talk about it here. The Fan, 1019 FM, and always live on the free Odyssey app. All right, let's do it. Thursday morning on the fan. Keith McPherson checking in from the Carton Roberts Studios. I think these are actually called the Town Fair Tire Studios. But you know where I'm at. If you've ever watched Carton and Roberts on SNY, you can probably visualize me sitting in Craig's chair. And uh, I'm looking through some things. I'm thinking about some things. I think it's crazy that they're already pumping Mel Kuyper's first round mock draft. Like, slow down. I'm looking at like his projections and who they think everyone's going to stop it already. We're, we haven't even decided who's going to the Super Bowl. But no, that's what they do every year. And people love football. And, um, you know, <laughs> 26 out of 30 teams are eliminated. So why not start stirring the pot on who's going where and who's going to be drafted by this team and why? And, yeah, I saw that on ESPN today. And I'm like, they will do anything on ESPN but talk about, like, the things that, like, you know, it's NFL-driven. It's LeBron, it's it's the Dallas Cowboys, and it's it's NFL. Um, talk about the Brooklyn Nets. Talk about the 76ers. Talk about the NBA. They did a little bit on NBA today, and obviously it's rivalry week. I told you that. But I just feel like it's so soon to start talking about the draft. But it's not. In a week, it'll be February 2nd, Groundhog's Day. And then March, April, and it's draft time. So. Uh, getting back to what we were talking about here on the fan, I mean, I set the table. We talked through already uh, Islanders' loss, uh, Barry Trotz. Uh, what else did we mention? The Brooklyn Nets game and who they need to trade for. And uh, I put out there the NFL Honors Awards and uh, who I think will bring home the hardware locally. Uh, we're talking coaching carousel, coaching interviews, and who's going where potentially and getting ready for uh Championship weekend. It was just championship Wednesday. We just had media availability from the top players and coaches of the final four teams. And uh, I'm pumped for this weekend. I already put out there my picks. I think the Bengals just go and get it done again. Got no reason to think that they can't beat the Chiefs. And the Eagles, I think that they actually, you know, will look at that tape and see what the Dallas Cowboys did to the Niners and Brock Purdy and, uh, 
they have the actual defense and coaching to um, beat Brock Purdy and the Niners on their own field. So, unfortunately, we might be seeing a Philadelphia Super Bowl again. We just don't want them to win it. And uh, I would really hope that the Bengals can pull it off. I would hate to see the Bengals fans, who they lose back-to-back Super Bowls. But, yeah, other than that, taking your calls at 877-337-6666. The Hall of Fame stuff we hit yesterday. If it's still fresh in your mind and you didn't get to call in, you didn't really get your takeoff, you didn't really get your thoughts off, call me up and we can do that. Let's go to Zach in Brooklyn on the fan right now. What's up, Zach? Thanks for taking my call. I first just want to say I've really been uh, enjoying your your show. I was a, I'm a huge Steve Summers fan. I didn't really know what to expect, but you've uh, really won me over. You're one of my favorite hosts, and I've been enjoying despite the, a lot of Yankee talk. I am a big Mets fan, so I'm, I got used to having a lot of Mets talk in the evenings. But you're doing a pretty good job, including the Mets as well. So I thank appreciate you, thank that. You. And I'm looking forward to this season. Uh, honestly, like I'm excited to watch the Mets. I, I said these are my Mets. They're all-stars, like they're a team full of all-stars. Never really watched the Mets before um, 2022, but going into 2023, my second year on the radio, it's not so much about Mets versus Yankees. Uh, I'm looking forward to to covering both teams. Yeah, and I agree. I'm not a Yankee hater. It's fun when both teams are good, and there's no reason why we have to be too too hostile to each other. But I did want to bring up the uh, Hall of Fame with uh, Scott Rowland. Uh, Did you talk about this last night? I missed your take on this. Uh, if you discussed it yeah I mean so uh, the first thing I said was like and and I love that they put out this like cute little video of Scott Rowland going to tell his mom and she's older she's got like white gray hair and they both like broke down and cried so the first thing I said was I'm not gonna bash Scott Rowland his dream just came true something that he's been waiting for and his family like they get to enjoy this time and they get to go up to Cooperstown good for him but my whole thing was, what has this become? What are they doing to this, like, sacred... Okay, but, you know, but his numbers are very good. Did you look at his number? I'm sure you did. I mean, he's got this, this uh, 364 lifetime on base. That's pretty good with over 300 home runs. For, for me, and it was the gold gloves. About the, eight, the eight gold gloves. I mean, I remember watching him. He had a ton of great plays against the Mets. He was pretty much one of the maybe the best defensive. Doesn't defense matter? That's that's a Hall of Famer yeah. when you got defense should matter more and a good offensive player too. I mean that's that's a Hall of Famer. Is not I'm, I'm with you, Zach. I'm me. with you, Zach. But check me out. Like people are manipulating numbers now to make cases that they didn't make years ago when we didn't have the advanced metrics. Right? Uh, Scott Rowland played from 1996 to 2012. Here we are in 2023. He gets in. Good for him. But there are guys that are not in and their time has run out where, you know, they're bigger names and, um, you know, bigger right. presen- so like presences in baseball. Don Mattingly probably should be in the Hall of Fame too. Yeah. But, you know, Roland had more longevity. And to me, you know, I understand maybe other people should be there too, but I think it's hard to say he's not a Hall of Famer when he was the best defensive player with those. He is a Hall of Famer. What, no matter who says he's not, he is. But what I'm saying is, what is this becoming with these writers and their egos, these pen pushers and their power, and like what, like what is, where is this taking the Hall of Fame? 
um, in years down the line. I don't know what current players are going to be in the Hall of Fame, and I don't know what yeah. these young fans are going to think of the Hall of Fame in years to come. They, these don't young know. kids don't know Scott Rowland. My, 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 my kids love the Hall of Fame, and you know they they trust me. I watched Rowland, and he was a Hall of Famer to me. You know, it's not they're not perfect. I think usually the writers get it right. They're, you're right. You know, certain people should be there. There's some their ego gets in the way. Usually, I still think they get it right. So. I appreciate your perspective on, on the baseball and everything. Uh, and, of course, don't forget Fred. Everyone's forgetting Fred McGriff. I mean, to me, he's definitely a Hall of Famer, too, maybe even more so. He was, yeah. you know, he's his peers voted too, so. him in. Uh, his contemporary is a contemporary voter, whatever it is. And, and he couldn't be he there alone, it. so I'm, I'm glad that Scott Rowland is in. But then when you look at Todd Helton, who just missed it, you know, the case for him is, is to be made, too. Like, he's being hurt by where he played, his ballpark. Right. And I, I think yeah. that's nonsense. Yeah, he's kind of borderline, I guess. I didn't study his stats, but he was one of the best players. So, you know, when you're, when you're one of the best players, it's not so outrageous that you're a Hall of Famer. Yes, so. and what I, what I always say and a lot of people say is when you tell the story of the game through the years and the errors and the teams, can you omit this person? Todd Helton, you can't leave out of the Colorado Rockies in the time period that he played. And I guess the same thing goes for Scott Rowland um, on the Cardinals and on the Phillies. Like, you, you can't take that out so like I, I i get it and like this guy you know um the gold gloves is what did it for me um and and the longevity playing as long right. as he did I, i'm and not taking anything away from Keith him. And, and mattingly should be there too because they were two of the greatest ever defensive players and that matters they were so exciting to watch play defense and they were both excellent offensive players yeah they should probably be there too it's kind of crazy that those two played at the same time in the same city uh the biggest market in the country, and and people have said that those are, you know, for Yankees fans, Mattingly was their guy. Um, there are Mets fans that say Keith Hernandez is the best defensive first baseman they ever saw, but yet these guys are not in the Hall of Fame. I said that last night. We all saw Keith Hernandez Day, and they made mention of the Hall of Fame on Keith Hernandez Day multiple times. And it's like, you see Scott Rowling get in, and immediately you you pivot and think about who's not in. Now, but, could this still happen for Keith and Mattingly? There's still a process where it could eventually happen, right? With, like, what happened with Fred McGriff, I believe. Yeah. 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 So let's hope. Yeah, fingers crossed. I just think that, like, with the steroid era and, you know, a guy like Alex Rodriguez is not going to get in. But, like, for me and, and millennials and people younger, like, A-Rod was the most ridiculous baseball player a lot of us have seen. Barry Bonds, Roger Clemens, right. Manny Ramirez. And, yeah, we know they juiced, but... At the yeah, same that's time, a whole, that's a whole other discussion. But I agree that they they were they would have been amongst the very best anyway. They should probably all be in the Hall of Fame, in yeah. my opinion. Yeah. But whatever, we love baseball, and the Hall of Fame is separate from Major League Baseball. I just think it's becoming this thing where these writers have like an axe to grind and this power. You know, we talked about it for a good while to start the show last night from like seven to eight, uh, and I had a I had Lou on who you know. He was, he was like three years away from getting a vote. And he was talking about how many guys still have a vote that are never at the ballpark, aren't writing articles anymore, but they have their own agenda. And, and I also want to add this to your call. David Ortiz screwed it up for me. Because when I see David Ortiz as a first ballot Hall of Famer and he was linked to PEDs, what's going on? He couldn't yeah. wait a year. <laughs> you know, he's a first ballot Hall of Famer being linked to PEDs. And there's other guys like Gary Sheffield yeah. who... He's got one more year left, and I think he had like 55% of the vote. He most likely is not getting in. Right. Well, I love the Hall of Fame and the way it's run. It's such a beautiful, amazing 
I got to get up there. I got to get up there. I've never been. Have you not been there? You've never been there? Oh, it's so great. I, I think that's I mean, going to change my opinion on it, too. Once I actually go right. up there and walk through it, I'll probably go when CC gets in. You should, and, and he should get in. But what they should do is invite a whole bunch of a new generation of younger writers, sports, you know, casters to, to get a vote. And, you yeah. know, they, they should make it a bigger group, and that might make it more help some of these guys they're getting there they're getting there 10 years you know the 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 guys that graduated college at 21 22 or you know now 10 years they're they're just getting there these guys that are 31 32 years old that have done time um writing uh right out of college you know a lot of these guys don't get jobs right out of college so uh they're still waiting but it it is getting younger and i think people will care less about steroids and some of these other things and we will use advanced metrics and war and weighted runs created and all these other you know uh numbers that we have now that we didn't have in the past is is going to have some guys in there that we might not think of as the biggest names or the biggest stars but when you break down their you know baseball reference uh they they, they fit the bill it's still only a very small group of players getting in it's still very very yeah, that's a great point too when you think about group. all the guys that play it's 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 a a, a very small group Mm. Thanks, Thanks for the call, Zach. I really appreciate your time. Thank you. Too. You. you know, I, I mean, I love baseball, but the Baseball Hall of Fame to me is the baseball writers of America who didn't play any baseball, but they get to be the gatekeepers and they get to make the rules. And I think they have this like pact to say, nope, steroid era, PED users can't get into this sacred hall. But then we're putting guys into the hall like Scott Rowland, who yeah, he deserves to be in there. But when, like he he can't put you can't put his name next to Barry Bonds, Roger Clemens, Alex Rodriguez, and, and other guys. And Major League Baseball profited off of steroids. They profited off of Mark McGuire and Sammy Sosa. Chicks dig the long ball, home run chase. But then they punish these guys. It's the game of shadows. It's the league of shadows. That's what they do. Right? They had a juice ball year in 2019. The guys can't juice, but we're going to juice these balls so we have more home runs. They're changing the game now. The shift, you can't shift like you were shifting. They, they want to have some base hits in between first base, second base, going into shallow right field so you can't put a guy uh, out there to, to catch those. You know, It is what it is. It's the evolution of the game. Um, I know a lot of people talked about it last night. I, I really don't want to talk too much about it tonight, but we will because it's a different time slot, right? I was on last night, 7 to 12, so I freshly got to hit on it as the news broke around like 6, 630. Um, I think I said everything I have to say about it, but if you want to call and get your takes off, feel free. You know, I'm on till 2, and I know you guys aren't really blowing up the lines to talk about, uh, you know, Nick Claxton. <laughs> Let's go to young Josh and Passaic on the fan. What's up, Josh? Hey, Keith, how you doing? Good, man. I know you're going to talk about Nick Claxton and the Nets. Yeah, I mean, watching him beat go at him every time without doubling or tripling him. I mean, obviously, he's a 70, 75% shooter. I mean, I thought he worked on his free throws pretty much 50% at that. But at the end of the day, he's a little too thin to be center going against these guys and he's got to just barrel right through them and down the stretch if they try doubling these people you end up leaving these guys open for three yeah and you saw them knocking down threes today i mean what i'll say about nick claxton is he's still young at 23 he's never going to be as like 
you know, brolic or like he's he's skinny. He's not going to be heavy set like, you know, he's not going to be brolic like Giannis. He's not going to be as wide as Embiid or Jokic or any of these guys. But he has really stepped up his game defensively and offensively. I hope he gets better at the free throw line. But, you you know, you saw him Euro step tonight and uh, he makes his layups and, he you know, He's been a, a bright spot this year. He has, you know, stepped up and risen his game in KD's absence. And I was happy to see him go toe-to-toe with Embiid tonight. Um, he's come a long way. He's learned from going against Embiid in the past. You know, Embiid used to bully Jared Allen, and he's he's bullied Claxton. And and now it's, it's, he's not having his way so much. So I'm not so worried about Nick Claxton. What I'm worried about is the Nets getting another big where it isn't Nick Claxton and Ben Simmons on the floor um, they got to figure something out to get somebody else. I'm kind of hoping for Nas Reed. And with Claxton also, I mean, he was so close to posterizing Harden by another inch. That would have been going pretty viral. <laughs> I love it because they used to be best friends. They were besties. They were BFF. These guys were seen hanging out in Houston. Uh, last year, it was rumored that, you know, he was a bad influence. Harden was a bad influence on Claxton. That's why Claxton was out of shape. He was in the club. They said he was sick, quote unquote. Like, yeah, um, they were going at each other, and and, and Clax clamped him up on a couple possessions and almost uh, posterized him. That would have been crazy. But you know, Clax is here. Um, the the Nets are lucky that he's here. They started him last year at the five, and he wasn't here. He was out of shape. He was getting bullied by by Giannis. He's ready to go this time around. So I think the Nets can really contend this season. Uh, when KD comes back, if they stay healthy and if they make an, a move for another big man. And going on to the 49ers with Brock Purdy, I want to ask you, how much do you think is actually Brock Purdy and not just having a great supporting cast? Meaning if he threw like a guy like an average quarterback like Daniel Jones, would he, he, would he, do you think he'd be doing the same thing well, as Brock let's Purdy? Well, not, let's not compare Daniel Jones to Brock Purdy. Let's compare Jimmy Garoppolo to Brock Purdy and Trey Lance to Brock Purdy. I know we haven't seen that much of Trey Lance, but like they're winning and they're putting up numbers. I I can't hate on this kid Brock. You know how hard it must be as a rookie to step in with with these guys that you were probably playing Madden with the last five years: Debo Samuel, Christian McCaffrey, George Kittle. You're coming out of college. You're 23 years old. You're stepping in now, and you've got to get these guys the ball and lead this team like. I, I'm not taking anything away from that kid. He's got moxie. He's got swagger. And he's undefeated. He's winning. He could win this week, and I just think that they're going to overwhelm him. I think that that, that D-line for the uh, Eagles, they're going to heat him up. Like, he hasn't been hit, you know, but he outplayed Dak Prescott, and he doesn't turn the ball over. A rookie that takes care of the ball like that, look at Dak Prescott throwing two interceptions, could have thrown five. Like, a rookie that takes, takes care of the ball like that, this kid learned. I watched the media today. Uh, the media availability for Championship Wednesday. And Debo Samuel said, like, none of us got reps with this kid in training camp. He was fourth string. Nate Sudfield was there. So it was Trey Lance. It was Jimmy Garoppolo, Nate Sudfield. And you know what I've been saying on, on the fan? Brock Purdy was in practice probably running scout team quarterback against arguably the best defense in the NFL. He's going up against Greenlaw and Warner and Bosa and, uh, you know, like, if you got to go against those guys in practice, when you get in the game, you're not overwhelmed by the Seahawks' defense. You're not overwhelmed by the Dallas Cowboys' defense. 
you're just playing football. And uh, I think he's done a great job. I'm rooting for the kid. I'd love to see them knock off the Eagles in Philly. I just can't believe it. Like, I can't buy into it. I'm not putting a dollar bet on it. I remember in week nine, after, well, week 10, whatever it was, after McCaffrey was traded, me and a few friends who made playoff brackets, and I had the Niners being the Chiefs. People wouldn't believe me, and they're like, oh, now your bracket's ruined. Purdy's in there. But honestly, to me, I still think the Niners can go out and beat the Eagles because they have a great defense matching up against the Eagles' great defense. But their offense has so many weapons. It's like, Gaffrey's not working out. You could turn to Debo, or you could turn to Ayuk, you could turn to Kittle. Yeah, they're not going to have their their way running the ball. Let, let's say this, and no disrespect to the Giants or Giants fans, but what you saw them do against the Giants, they're not going to have their way like that against the Niners. They're not. They're just... They're not going to be able to run the ball with ease. They're going to have to throw the ball, right, because the Niners are going to put them in third-down situations where they have to throw the ball, and it's going to be on Jalen Hurts to throw the ball. That's why I said, A.J. Brown, you're going to get the rock. They're going to go to A.J. Brown, Um, and it's just going to come down to who makes plays. And I think the Niners uh, have had the luxury of playing a lot of these games with Brock Purdy at home. Let's see what they do on the road. Uh, I don't know. I can't call it, but I, I I I think it's in favor of the Eagles. I think the Eagles are rested. They're stacked at every position. Uh, I'm looking forward to the game, but I'm not going to count out Brock Purdy. The kid is undefeated. Pretty good, pretty good. What else you got, Josh? Well, right now, I know it's too early, but I'm looking at every time I look at ESPN, I see the way too early power rankings from LB. Right now, if you were to give one team or two teams to win the World Series, who do you pick? Probably the Montreal Expos. No, I don't know. It is too early. There's uh, These rosters are still incomplete. You know, uh, and guys are going to go to the World Baseball Cl- Classic and knock on wood. Guys get hurt in the in the World Baseball Classic. I think Didi Gregorius got hurt in the World Baseball Classic playing for the Netherlands and somebody else that's escaping me. So we don't know. You know, power rankings, is it's going to be the same teams, right? The teams at the top are going are to be the Houston Astros, the L.A. Dodgers, the Mets, of course, the Yankees, of course, the Braves, and the, the Padres, Mets. like, you know, same guys, same teams. Bye, Keith. Anderson. Have a good night. Thanks for the call. I mean, I, I'm ready for the baseball stuff, but we're just speculating right now. Power rankings? How, how are you going to have a power rankings for Major League Baseball in January based off of what they've done in the winter? Well, they don't give out rings in the winter, and it's hard to call it, man. Let's see how these teams line up in spring training, and let's get into the season before we start ranking them. Power rankings are literally just list for clicks and for debates over nothing let's see if we can make somebody mad right like i saw the nfl power rankings that came out for the playoff teams today and it, and they included the the last round of playoffs of eliminated teams which i thought was stupid but they put the chiefs or uh, they put the Bengals at number one over the chiefs and so people online were like oh now they're giving the Bengals their credit now they're giving the Bengals their respect now they're not the, the underdogs and, you know, maybe the Chiefs fans feel slighted. I think it was, I think the four was Bengals, Chiefs, Eagles, Niners. That was the top four for, like, the NFL power rankings. What does it mean? Nothing. We'll see on Sunday. All right. Now we've got Hall of Fame calls. See what I started? I start talking about Scott Rowland. I didn't even start talking about Scott Rowland. Zach started talking about Scott Rowland. And now everybody wants to weigh in, which is fine. Which is fine. I know this morning Gio got on and he was like, no one should care about the Hall of Fame. And then uh, BT said, 
Thurman Munson should be in the Hall of Fame? How is Scott Rowland more important than Thurman Munson? There's 10 different arguments you can make um, around this whole Hall of Fame thing. But I'll give you my take again, and then we'll talk to everybody on the phone. What I said yesterday is just I don't know where we're going with this, and I don't care. I don't think the young people are going to care about the Hall of Fame. The Hall of Fame ceremony every year for us was something that we all watched, and people in droves went up to Cooperstown for. But, like, what is it going to mean in the 2030s, 2040s? It's, it's going to lose some of its importance, and uh, it's going to change, and it's changing right now. And I think it changed last year when David Ortiz became a first ballot Hall of Famer linked to PEDs. Oh, it's, it's different for him? Like, it, like, it's okay for him because you like him? Because he's got a personality that you enjoyed? Because some writers were able to get quotes from him? He made friends with some media members in Boston and other places? Come on. And then other guys that, you know, didn't have time for you, you have an agenda against? Or guys that took PEDs and you know, failed test and, you know, were caught and, and served suspensions. I get that. I get keeping them out. But then at the same time, it's like there's a younger generation of fans that those are our heroes. We don't care. We literally don't care. Barry Bonds hit those home runs. The Needle didn't hit those home runs. Alex Rodriguez hit those home runs. The Juice didn't hit those home runs. And I understand people are going to make arguments for uh, for or against it, but, like, I guess no one involved with the Astros cheating scandal is getting in. Sorry, Carlos Beltran. He, he's he got the short end of the stick a bunch of ways. But, I don't know, let's say Jose Altuve. He's got two World Series rings, multiple All-Stars, and MVP. Oh, well, sorry, Jose. Can't get in. If Carlos Correa goes on to have a ridiculous rest of his career with the Minnesota Twins, sorry, bro, you can't get in. George Springer, Alex Bregman, you can't get in. You guys cheated. And then people want to go back and forth between what was worse. Cheating is cheating. We also had the conversation about Pete Rose last night. (laughs) And I just laugh about Pete Rose. They're never putting Pete Rose in the Hall of Fame. That ship has sailed decades ago. But it's funny that we all bet on the games. I guarantee you when the Yankees start, I'll be putting in my Aaron Judge to Homer and the Yankees to win bet at least once a week. (laughs) And uh, they opened a sports book at Great American Ballpark in Cincinnati and they invited Pete Rose there to make the first wager. That's cute. Not getting in the Hall of Fame. These baseball writers of America, the 300 and some of them, I don't know. They, I don't know. They they have that power. They have egos, and they're you know there's not enough of them that I think are going to ever actually like fold on this thing. Uh, but I do like that we're in the social media era where guys are standing next to their vote. You know, they're putting their name next to what they did or what they didn't do. And I think that's what, you know, I think all the guys should do that. You all should be accountable for who you're voting for, who you're not voting for. A lot of guys aren't voting. A lot of guys are sending in blank ballots. Say that. Say, I didn't vote for anybody. I don't think any of these guys are worthy. And that's okay. You don't have to just vote for someone, right? Um, I talked last night about unanimous Hall of Famers. Obviously, Mariano Rivera was. But Derek Jeter wasn't. Why wasn't Derek Jeter? Derek Jeter should have got 100% of the vote, in my opinion. He was the face of baseball. He's still like a face of baseball. But, you know, haters going to hate. Somebody out there in Boston or uh, in another city, they don't like him. So they didn't vote for him. Um, Ken Griffey Jr., 
Come on. The kid? I said on, on air last night, when I was young, Ken Griffey and Derek Jeter were my two favorite players. And I know the whole story about Griffey and, you know, them, him, his dad playing for the Yankees, and he was in the dugout, and they didn't let him on the field, and Greg Nettle's kid was taking ground balls, and he hated the Yankees. Whatever. I didn't hate Griffey because of that as a kid. I think everybody loved watching Griffey. But he got 99.3% of the vote. He didn't get 100% of the vote. Because somebody out there had to be the guy. And who are these guys? They didn't play. And you're 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 literally looking at guys that devoted their life to the game to be the best of the best of the best in one of the hardest sports, if not the hardest sport. Hitting that baseball is the hardest thing to do in sports. And we're letting guys with journalist degrees, journalism degrees, get together and say, hmm. This guy, yeah. This guy, no. Oh, let's look at this guy's war now and decide if he should be in. Yeah, I'll vote, I'll vote for him now because the numbers say so. But the obvious names aren't going to be on there. So 877-337-6666, 1230-ish on the fan. Keep McPherson, your nighttime host, till 2 a.m. Taking your calls right after this. T-Mobile has invested billions to light up America's largest 5G network from big cities to small towns, including right here in yours. And great coverage is just the beginning. Right now, families and small businesses can save up to 20% versus AT&T and Verizon when they switch. Visit your local T-Mobile store today. Plan savings with three lines of T-Mobile essentials versus comparable available plans. Plan features and taxes and fees may vary. Listen to every MLB game live. In the deep left center field, it is high, it is far, it is gone. Stream minor league affiliates. The Midwest League home run leader. And watch the best baseball highlights and look-ins on MLB Big Inning. MLB at bat is your all-in-one live baseball subscription for only $3.99 per month. Deep left field, it's going to go. Alvarez ties the game. Subscribe to at bat within the MLB app today. Major League Baseball trademarks used with permission. Chargers and the New York Giants have exchanged their draft picks. When this happened, you talked about it on the fan. Eli Manning and Philip Rivers. When New York sports happens, talk about it here. The Fan, 1019 FM, and always live on the free Odyssey app. Yes, sir. Right back at it on the fan. KM to 2 a.m. Call me up, 877-337-6666. Talking through the sports. I'm in here watching the Memphis Grizzlies versus the Golden State Warriors. And uh, the Grizzlies are having their way, but they're not blowing them out. This is still a close game, but they've had the lead for majority of what I've seen and uh when I look at this matchup I always think back to John Morant saying he's good in the west and then the last time that the Warriors played Memphis they smacked them and it was like they took it personal so this one is coming down to the wire with about four minutes left I'm uh looking forward to seeing how it finishes Steph Curry is leading the way for the Warriors with 27 Clay Thompson with 21 Jordan, Jordan Poole, the splash cousin of the Splash Brothers with 17. And uh, on the Grizzlies side, John Morant with 25. All their starters are in double digits. They're a good team. Desmond Bain with 19. Uh, Jaron Jackson Jr. with 17. 
Brandon Clark with 15, Dylan Brooks with 10, and then even got a guy coming off the bench, Santi Santi Aldama. Santi Aldama, I think he was drafted right before. I always remember him being drafted right before someone that the Nets took. I have to find that information. Um, I think it was right before the Nets took Dayron Sharp. Makes sense. And this guy's been much better than Dayron Sharp has been. I got to find his draft. What number was he drafted? Yep. Round one, pick 30. Let's see if my memory serves me correctly. Dayron Sharp draft. Yeah. So I was right on that. I know it was just 2021 draft, but the Nets took Dayron Sharp, round one, pick 29, and the Grizzlies took Santi Aldama, round one, pick 30. And he gets way more burn than... uh, Dayron Sharp, different players, different positions from different places. But when guys go that close in the draft, you always kind of link them together, even if it's not the one and two pick. It's 30 and 29. Yeah. So anyway, looking around the NBA, it's rivalry week in the NBA. And uh, I think that started this week, you know, Monday, but it really started heating up tonight with the Sixers hosting the Nets. And like I just said, now it's a one-point game or one-possession game, two-point game. Memphis up 113-111 with 315 left. Um, If you're by TV and you want to see some good basketball coming down to the wire, the Grizzlies and the Warriors are going to duke it out here. Could go overtime. Steph has got his fresh Caesar low cut. Oh, Clay, knock that down. Nope. Uh, But what what was I saying? Oh, yeah, rivalry week in the NBA. I think it's cool. I mean, it's something that I feel like they never really did before. But, uh, I mean, every week is a rivalry week. There are teams that have rivalries and they play in their division or, you know, these new – like the Grizzlies-Wizards is a new rivalry. But it started tonight, and then obviously there's some games tomorrow. The Nets will be back on the floor tomorrow in Brooklyn facing off against the Pistons. And uh, I don't know if I'm going to go. I thought about it. I don't know. We'll see what we'll see what goes on. Uh it's just always a it's a little bit of a trek and with this rain, this rain, this weather was whack today. But with this rain and this weather, I might not want to make that move tomorrow. But the Nets need to get a win. Ben Simmons was saying that. We need to win tomorrow. We need to win tomorrow. Well, yeah, you should beat the Pistons tomorrow. If you don't beat the Pistons, and I keep saying tomorrow, today, it's Friday, it's Friday, or it's Thursday, it's Thursday. Getting ahead of myself. Um Nets-Pistons, that's not a rivalry, but it's a part of this rivalry week. That'll go down in Brooklyn on at 7.30 today. But the real rivalry games are coming up. The Knicks versus Nets Saturday at 5.30. And then Bron Bron is coming to town. I didn't mention enough about LeBron James. LeBron James. LeBron James. I didn't mention LeBron at all yesterday. Not even enough. And LeBron had 46 points in a loss to the Lakers. It went viral with his reaction on the bench at the end of the game, just dejected and out of it. They lose to the Clippers again. And uh, I already made the comment that the Clippers, you know, they used to call the Nets Clippers East. And funny how the tables have turned. The Nets own the Knicks and the Clippers own the Lakers. What a time to be alive. But, yeah, LeBron James is about to break Kareem uh, and um, Kareem Abdul-Jabbar's scoring record. I don't know when he's going to do it. Um, I don't think it's going to happen here in New York, but he'll be here January 30th in Brooklyn, 
and then January 31st in Madison Square Garden. I don't know if he'll play both of those games since it's a back-to-back and he is 38 years old, but I hope so. Just because it's New York and you know people are going to show up for those games, they're going to be packed. He's not going to be able to break the record that soon, Um, but he's getting there. He's getting there. I mean, the guy is, he's ridiculous. The fact that he's able to score 40 at will in the NBA, he's within 177 points of the NBA's all-time scoring record. (laughs) His son, Bronny James, he came out and made a comment that Bronny can go anywhere he wants in the country college-wise. All he's got to do is pick up the phone. Like, talk about nepotism. This guy... Literally said, all I got to do is pick up the phone. But that's because he's LeBron James. The LeBron James effect, right? If if Bronny signs with St. John's, he's not gonna. That means LeBron and Savannah, they're, they're pulling up to his games. And that's star power. I was looking at something today. I should have saved it. It was the largest NIL deals. And I just think it's ridiculous the amount of money that these kids are getting. But it makes sense, right? And the the guy, the top three guys with NIL deals, well, there was four guys. One was Mikey Williams. And, uh, you know, my hoopers and people that follow NBA, and not even NBA, people that follow basketball because his kid's in high school. He's going to Memphis. But Mikey Williams has been, like, popular for, like, the last four years. From his freshman year in high school, he's been well-known. He's got like millions of dollars in NIL deals. And then the other three guys were all guys who you know their parents and their families. Archie Manning, Shiloh Sanders, and Bronny James. Bronny James, LeBron's son. I'm not sure where he's going to go, but he's got millions of dollars in NIL deals. Um, Sanders' kid. This kid, he's about to be the starting uh, quarterback at, uh, not Shiloh, I always mix up Shiloh and Shador. Shador is the quarterback. Shiloh plays um, DB. But Shador Sanders is about to be the starting quarterback at Colorado. His dad is a millionaire. His dad is getting paid like $5 million to coach there. And I think he's got more than that in NIL deals. He's 20 years old. Archie Manning is Cooper Manning's kid. And the Mannings, I was telling my wife, I'm like, the Mannings are everywhere. They're hosting the Pro Bowl. They do the Manning cast. They're in every, they're in Caesar commercials. They're in everything. They must have the best marketing team, agents, guys making deals for them. Peyton and Eli are everywhere. And even their pops and their brother, they're everywhere. The Mannings got everything football related on lock. And uh, we were talking the other day about the kid who decommitted from Florida over 13 million in NIL deals that have gone south or something like that. Now he's looking to go elsewhere. I disagree with it because I just think it's it's crazy to give these high school kids, these young college kids millions of dollars before they can actually like learn anything about life and money and what to do and what not to do. It's kind of reckless, but we're so early in this whole NIL stuff, name, image, likeness. We're so early in it. We don't really know. And it just happened so fast. It went from that lawsuit that these college kids had over like NCAA football and their likenesses being used in the video game. Then the you know video game got taken off the market. Uh, I, I played college sports where I was just happy with my scholarship, my Pell Grant, and my meal plan, and like books. You know, not having to pay for books. At one point, I did have to pay for some books, but 
to think that these kids are walking around. You, know, you talk about big man on campus. To think that these kids are walking around campus as millionaires. And there are other kids that are like working at the school bookstore on campus. And uh, I don't know. I just Something's wrong about it. But someone called me up to say, it's not wrong with that. You know, what if these kids get hurt and then they don't make it to the league? Like they're set with that money. And yeah, whatever. We'll see. We'll see. It's not, you know, it's not the same for everyone. But. 877-337-6666, uh, taking your calls, you know, setting the table, sprinkling some different things in there. Uh, I feel like we're at the point of the year where it's like our football teams are eliminated. Basketball right now, like the Nets played tonight, but the Nets lost, and I obviously know the Nets are not a, a driver for calls on WFAN. Nets fans, call me up if you'd like to talk about the game. I obviously watch the game and, and cover the Nets and have been covering the Nets for years. The Knicks... They had to win that game two nights ago um, against Donovan Mitchell and the Cavs. Julius Randle, all of a sudden, people are looking at Julius Randle and they're realizing how many 30-point games this guy has had. What do you have, eight threes the other night? They're like, wait, he's actually pretty good. Glad we didn't trade him. Last year was rough, but he's bouncing back. He's got a point guard. He's also got you know some other guys around him. So the Knicks, I think... Um, I said that they build some ill, uh, they build some goodwill, and then they erase it with ill will. Like they they get some wins, and then they lose, and then it's like you want to start talking about them, but then you stop because they lose. They have a win streak, then a losing streak, but ultimately, I think they make the playoffs. I'm hoping that they make the playoffs as a lower seed, and maybe not in the first round face the Nets because I think the Nets are going to end up being like the two seed, maybe even the three seed. Um, but I would love to see a Knicks Nets playoff matchup i think that would be something we would love and we would talk about on wfan uh for the whole week that it took place all right i got a call let's go to kyle in brooklyn what's up kyle you're on the fan hey keith uh big fan um i just want to talk for a second about um the jets and aaron Rodgers. i mean if you're, the, if you're the jets like your roster is set up to win right now i mean aaron Rodgers, if you can trade for him it's a no-brainer i mean two first-round picks is nothing I mean, they have the capital. I mean, I don't, I don't see why that wouldn't be your number one option. You know, I mean, Derek Carr and you know Garoppolo are one thing, but if I'm the Jets, I, I go after Rodgers. You know, you, you're, you're going to have him for at least two years. I mean, I, I don't know what your thoughts are about that. I mean, I, I didn't think it was a reality, but it is. And if the Packers reports are saying that they'll trade him to the AFC, I don't see how. Joe Douglas, Woody Johnson, Roberts. I don't know how they're not all over that right now. I know it's not going to happen yet, but they they need to be having some conversations. And screw the picks. To hell with the picks. You know why? They use their picks, and they hit on their picks. They got Sauce Gardner and Garrett Wilson, who are probably going to be the offensive and defensive rookie of the year, and they're legit ball players. And you're going to have to pay them. And I think a lot of conversation after what we saw Billy Bean say today um, the GM for the Buffalo Bills. A lot of the conversation in the NFL, Micah Parsons weighed in on this. You know, these teams like the Niners and the Eagles right now, those are two quarterbacks on rookie deals, and they've got guys around them making a ton of money. And there's a formula right now in the NFL. If you can get to the Final Four, get to the Super Bowl with a rookie quarterback and – you know, put money around him, like, that's the way to do it. And Billy Bean kind of alluded to the fact that, like, you got to have some lean years, like the Bengals, 
who also have a rookie quarterback, not a rookie quarterback, but a quarterback on a rookie deal, you know, they were able to get Joe Burrow, and then they weren't good his first year, and they were able to get Jamar Chase, and, like, look how good they are. Look where they are. Back-to-back years in the AFC Championship for the Jets. Okay, you wished Zach Wilson would be elite. You wanted him to be a ready-made quarterback. They literally put a captaincy on this kid's chest and pushed him out there week one with no veteran help and just thought that he'd be ready to go. That didn't work out. So what's the move? You need a quarterback. You need to win now. You literally need to push all your chips in to get Aaron Rodgers before you have to pay Brees Hall, Jermaine Johnson, and obviously Sauce Gardner and Garrett Wilson. And Keith, Keith, what, what, what's the worst case scenario? Two years from now, Rodgers is gone. I mean, they're in the same spot now. So why why wouldn't you when, when you while you have the money and the picks? Why wouldn't you go get him right now and then you'll figure it out two years from now? I mean, it seems like a no-brainer to me. I think it's a no-brainer, but it's a trade, and the Packers have got to be willing to do that trade. And I think there's going to be some other AFC teams that are in the mix as well. And Aaron Rodgers also could just retire. He's got to want to play here, and I think he. I mean. Why would he go on Pat McAfee and be talking about his relationship with Zach Wilson? It's just, it's a it's a perfect setup, right? He's got a relationship with Zach Wilson. Who who better to come here and show Zach Wilson how to be a pro? I think they gotta get it done. I don't I don't know. They're the Jets, though, right? So it's like the the Jets, uh, you've seen them fumble the bag so many times. You don't expect them to actually get it done, but it's a no-brainer, like you said. It's right there for you. Go get him. If 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 all it takes is two first round picks, the Jets would be fools to not bring Aaron Rodgers here with Garrett Wilson, with a Brees Hall coming back. You don't need those first round picks because, like I said, you hit on your first round picks this year. You had two first round picks this year. You hit on a corner and a receiver. Okay, bring Aaron Rodgers in and you compete right away. You think Aaron Rodgers doesn't want to comp- compete with Pat Mahomes and Joe Burrow and Josh Allen and Trevor Lawrence and Justin Herbert in the AFC? Of course he does. I think he knows also that the Packers, they, they're ready to move on. This is you know going to be Jordan Love's fourth year. And when they drafted him, they drafted him thinking, hey, Aaron Rodgers is up there in age. Um, and they, they jumped and got him before Jalen Hurts. They should have drafted Jalen Hurts. But they went and got Jordan Love because all of the analysts, all the people were saying, Patrick Mahomes, Patrick Mahomes. This kid's the next Patrick Mahomes. He's got the intangibles. He looks like he could be the next Patrick Mahomes. Everybody's trying to find the next Patrick Mahomes. Newsflash, there is only one. Joe Burrow is Joe Burrow, and I know they want to say he's the new Tom Brady, but he's Joe Burrow. Patrick Mahomes is Patrick Mahomes. There's only one Patrick Mahomes that plays like that guy plays. He plays in the pocket. He can create. He'll throw sidearm. He'll he'll pitch the ball. He'll shovel pass the ball, whatever. And he's uh, back in another AFC championship. All he knows is playing home playoff games, AFC championships, going to the Super Bowl. He's trying to get back. So I don't know. I, I, I look at the Jets like, yo, it's right there for you. And if you don't go get Aaron Rodgers, will you settle in for Jimmy Garoppolo? Derek Carr's it's a different situation with Derek Carr, different situation with Lamar Jackson. Who else are they floating out there? Tom Brady. Tom Brady's washed. He's super old for Jets fans to even be thinking of. And, like, he's Tom Brady. He killed you forever. You're going to just forget about that? You're going to hate Tom Brady if he killed you forever and then he comes here and that's the year that it's like, wow, this guy is slow. This guy doesn't have it anymore. He's not the same Tom Brady. Aaron Rodgers is about to be 40. He's good to go. He's good to go. And if, I mean, 
What what did I say all season? They're worried about the wrong Wilson. They're so worried about Zach Wilson, Zach Wilson, Zach Wilson, Zach Wilson. Garrett Wilson is the most important Wilson on the team. That kid is generational. Get him a quarterback. He had 1,000 yards with no stable quarterback. This kid had, I think he was like the, he was in the top 15 of receiving yards his rookie year in the NFL without a quarterback. Get him a quarterback, and he'll dominate. And then you hope Brees Hall comes back. Maybe you draft another running back. I don't know. And then Sauce, Sauce, people are saying Sauce is the best corner in the league his rookie year. These guys are going to want the bag. You're going to have to pay them so much money. The formula in the NFL is to try and win with these quarterbacks on rookie contracts. You can't do that. Zach Wilson sucks. So go get Aaron Rodgers. Pay him before you have to pay the rookies that you hit on. Go win while you have all of these talented rookies on their rookie deals. We really need new phones. T-Mobile will cover the cost of four amazing new iPhone 15s. And each line is only $25 a month. New iPhone 15s? It's better over here. Only at T-Mobile get four iPhone 15s on us and four lines for $25 per line per month with eligible trade-in when you switch. Minimum of four lines for $25 per line per month without a pay discount using debit or bank account. $5 more per line without auto pay, plus taxes and fees. Phone fee at 24 monthly bill credits for all well qualified customers. Contact us before canceling accounts to continue bill credits or credit stop and balance on required finance agreement due. $35 per line connection charge applies. T-Mobile.com. We get it. Attention spans just aren't what they used to be. Heads in social media and eyes on Netflix. But what do people do with their ears? Well, for one, they're listening to audio. Americans spend 4.4 hours with audio every day. Oh, and you want the proof? Well, you just sat through this ad that's now approaching 30 seconds. What could you say to a potential customer in 30 seconds? Let Odyssey put together a media plan tailor-made for your unique marketing needs. Advertise with Odyssey. Visit ads.odyssey.com.